0: oh my god
1: <laughs> today is one for the books
0: welcome back you guys episode 54 jesus how is life but before we get into that i you know we have to do the introductions i am sandalano i thought a cup of coffee was going to help my life it has not. I, I have been up early yesterday, early today, when I would normally be letting my body rest until I felt like getting up yeah. because I was supposed to move the rest of my stuff out of Tamara's garage. Mm-hmm. And Yuha was playing with my motherfucking time. Uh, Cargo Man, I reserved a whole fucking week ago And these monkeys, I get there and my reservation, they cannot fulfill it. And then try to tell me the only available cargo van was in Woodstock, Georgia. For people who are unfamiliar with Woodstock is, it's in butt fucking country. That's where it is.
1: Okay. Not to offend our Woodstock listeners.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) if you're from Woodstock, but you will understand first of all i live in Alpharetta i do not tell people i live in atlanta because alpharetta is not close to atlanta it's not alpharetta is about 20 minutes away from atlanta so if we are speaking of where the airport is cuz everyone know everyone who knows about atlanta knows where the airport is right yep. i live 45 minutes away from the airport 45 minutes north they wanted me to go an additional 30 minutes to go get this cargo van and then i had to go to her side of town which i live 25 minutes away from her so tack that on from woodstock woodstock is about 30 45 minutes from her also so they wanted me to drive around the world in eight hours yeah and we still had to move listen It wasn't that it was, we were moving a ton of stuff because we weren't, but I have lots of books. So they were heavy as hell. Okay. We had to move a dresser. I would, I'm just, I'm worn out. The mosquitoes attacked us. Yeah. And then her garage, we were trying to figure out like where this water done came from. Thankfully, it did not destroy my art. It did get some of my books. I haven't figured it out. I will figure it out later once I sort through them. Hopefully, please keep your fingers crossed it did not fuck up my comic books because I'm going to be pissed if it did because I'm going to just have to... Let me say this. My comic books, the single editions, Mm -hmm. if those are fucked up, I'm going to cry. My graphic novels, I mean, you can replace those. But single editions... Can you replace them? Yes, but if you have really old ones, it's very expensive to right.
1: replace them. I was them. about to say that. I mean, we can't forget the rats of them that uh I
0: was getting to <laughs> that. So we're trying to figure out why it looks like there's rat shit all over the place in the garage. Like, what the fuck is going on? I have clothes, and this hurts me to my heart. All my Oakland hoodies gone. The rats chewed holes through my bags and made a nest in my clothes. They chewed, they were eating hair products. Like rat, what the fuck rats? Why were you eating literally, they were eating cleaning products. Like these, she just said the rats of Nymph, these was the motherfucking rats. These rats were eating everything in the garage, yeah. okay? These motherfuckers got holes. I don't know if the Harry Potter books are truly evil. I'm questioning it now because these motherfuckers tore up my Lord of the Rings books. They ate the corners of my Lord of the Rings book. My Harry Potter books, unfucking touched.
1: That's another. It's some magic on them books.
0: That's yes. It's magic on them books. They chewed up my astrology birthday book. Chewed it to hell. Okay. They didn't chew up my Bibles, though. A <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Magic is real, y'all. Anyway, I was supposed to say, me and Tara are tired as fuck, mm-hmm. but I do want to say this. This is how you know that somebody is really your fucking friend. I know she helped me because I'm disabled. But <laughs> whatever. She's for real my fucking friend because on top of this, it was 92 degrees. <laughs> <I'll> outside. <stop. laughs> Wait, you listen. We, i have never seen myself sweating so my arms were sweating yeah. i was glistening like i had baby oil on it was sweat it was a lot but this is how we know Tamara loves me i forgot my deodorant too she said i didn't stink
1: you didn't i you believe didn't, her but cuz if you had you know it would have been on my face I tamara
0: was... carries aerosol
1: yeah
0: deodorant <laughs> and she been like, like here you go friend <laughs>
1: I suggest, every, I suggest everybody carry a little spray yes. or a little roll-on in their purse just because you never know the times that you might get a little must. So
0: excuse me if I look a little space cadetish. I'm tired as shit. My kid has a social life. And she had me way out in butt Lawrenceville. I'm sorry if any of our listeners are from Lawrenceville. <laughs> Lawrenceville is a good forty five minutes from oh my, my house. God. I've just been driving so yeah. much this weekend, and I'm tired. I'm so tired. I want to cry. Yeah,
1: it's um, <laughs> it's been a weekend.
0: It is. So I'm Cindy Delano and I'm tired.
1: Um, I have uh, <laughs> Tam Joyner. I'm also tired. Um, in accordance to all of our moving I also failed twice um, I'm not gonna go into I'm detail sorry. but I was on the ground twice in one day um, I guess I had <laughs> junk people come to the garage before Sten got there and I pretty much uh, chucked like 12 years of my life like just threw it away junked it and I know that some people are like are you upset? Are you hurt? And I was like, it's sometimes we hold on to things for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, it was more like a cleansing than anything. So once I it was out of my sight and it was gone, I was good to go. Um, I wasn't upset about it. It was just it's my past, and so now I can create new memories and do the things that I want to do without holding on to the old things that may have been weighing me down. So yesterday was, was good, even though it was, uh, another 97 degrees outside. Oh my God. And I just was, I just think I was just musty yesterday, just because even I I put on deodorant and I just, because it was so hot, I was just musty. And the poor boys that were removing the junk, I had water for them. I was ready, but they were, um, just musty, but I did. (laughs) They were musty too. Yeah, they were musty too. Um, it was mustered together i mean but well, they had been moving all day so they had like a whole day's worth of funk because that was their job like so yes. they were just sweaty and it i mean it comes with the territory yeah and i felt like the little truck they was in didn't have no air conditioner but that's story. Oh. But yeah. uh, one of the things that i did find in the garage that i was going to toss the box and then it it's wild because i was going to toss the box but it fell open mm. and do you remember when i used to um I used to get those sports figurines like I used to collect the sports figurines the bobbleheads no they weren't bobbleheads but they were like I don't want to call them action figures but they're like action figures but then I don't remember this okay so uh, when my sister my sister used to work at GameStop yes I do remember yes, this and I found them <gasps> so the boxes look janky but the the figurines are still intact -hmm. But now I feel like I have to take them out of the container and like put them in a display case. Yeah. Because the boxes just look hella janky Mm -hmm. now. But I have probably um, the rats. Yeah, (laughs) probably the rats. Um, I have Allen Iverson, uh, a Dr. J, a LeBron James uh, when he was the Cleveland Cavaliers. Wow. uh, Michael Vick with the Atlanta Falcons.
0: Oh.
1: And Ron Mexico. Ron Mexico. Around Mexico and um ladanian Tomlinson, who used to play for the San Diego. Heard
0: that name. Um, a long time.
1: San Diego Chargers. Well, who they were, the San Diego Chargers. Now they're the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. Um. So I have those. So I um actually want to get more of those because I really like those. But mm-hmm. now I just have to kind of get a display case, kind of, and put them together. But um, aside from my sore tailbone, uh, the bruise on my knee. Uh, the scrapes on my arm and the mosquito bites on my hand hi i'm good (laughs) we're here we're here
0: oh without further ado i want to talk about how the world is ghetto okay and at first it i was going to talk about how the united states of america a shit for being the only motherfuckers to vote that food was a human they said food is not a human right like I'm tired of Earth, and the government telling us that aliens exist. Like, I really don't fucking care. Like, they can kick it. They might want to leave, because look at this terrible... Like, I want them to start a riot, so that... Can they just take me with them? I mean, you could probe me. At least I can get the fuck out of here. So, (laughs) fuck out of here. But then, I was like, I'm not going to go into depth with that, because I found something... That was so fucking ghetto, Tamra. I couldn't believe I was seeing it.
1: Look at how I'm like this.
0: I have heard of all kinds of fraud related to like cards, right? Mm-hmm. So check fraud used to be the thing back in the day. Yeah. Um, But I want to say maybe 15 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, it became debit card fraud. Right. So what people were doing was they was getting people debit card numbers and transferring people's bank account information to, um, gift cards. Yes. And so people were stealing people's money out of their bank accounts. I also, I had experienced, um, unemployment money fraud. So they froze my unemployment when I got laid off during the pandemic, they froze it because they said somebody was trying to steal my money. And unbeknownst to a lot of people, when I filed for unemployment, when I got laid off, these motherfuckers took forever to give me my money. Mm -hmm. I didn't get my first payout until the first week of July. I was laid off May 1st. Now, if not for the grace of cashing out my 401k right. and my severance pay, I don't know what I would have done. I mean, they gave it to me all also all of May, all of June, and the first week of July, they gave it to me. And then they didn't give it. They were supposed to give it to you all in one lump sum. They broke it up. <laughs> How fucking dare you? Anyway in the middle of that they froze it because they said somebody was trying to steal my money and the reason why is because now they give you your unemployment sometime back in the day they used to do direct deposit right. or they would give you a check now they put it on these debit cards
1: Jesus.
0: issued from bank of america so they can track your money I swear the government is just be in people business unnecessarily because we can't track what the fuck they be doing with our tax money. Never. But they want to track everything we do all the time, right? So now we're getting to the real ghetto. And it's so ghetto, I didn't even write it down because I didn't want Tamara to see it. I wanted her to be just as shocked as you all are. So afraid of
1: what she's about to say, y'all.
0: How foreign thieves are scamming Americans on welfare. This is about EBT fraud, y'all. These motherfuckers are stealing people's food stamp money. And this is happening in LA, Los Angeles. So for listen. So now they have your EBT card is kind of like a debit card yes. too, right? Yeah. Back in the day, your EBT card, it was obvious it was an EBT card. card. Now yeah. it kind of looks like another debit card, Right. right. I'm going to give you an example of what these motherfuckers are doing. A man using the Wells Fargo ATM in Panorama City seemed at first like the thousands of other Californians who withdrew their welfare benefits at the beginning of each month. But after taking out cash the morning of March 1st, the man reached into his pocket for a second debit card and withdrew more money. He then whipped out another card and another. Within 10 minutes, he used 15 cards and withdrew nearly $3,000. First of all, food is expensive. And if you have an EBT card, you definitely need food. And this motherfucker is stealing your money. Stealing people's money. His alias, Giuseppe Crisante. Okay, he had 21 bogus debit cards in his pockets. He was a 47-year-old Romanian national. So the Romanians still in money in LA, but here is where it gets really ghetto. I had a
1: super racist thought when you said that.
0: Keep it to yourself. You're I not am. doing that today. I'm
1: it to myself. <laughs>
0: Um, about 900,000 was reimbursed to victims of benefits card fraud in 2021. Last year, 000. it skyrocketed to 21.1 million. Through June of this year, the country has paid back $25 million. The ghetto thing about all I mean, this is ghetto. It's ghetto. But what was most ghetto was authorities arrested a woman after she bought $158,299.42 of mostly Red Bull and Monster Energy drink purchases at Smart and Final in Riverside County between October and January. She was 24 years old, used 73 different cloned cards for her purchases and the food benefits belonged to people in New York, Florida, in California. How fucking ghetto? And the, the reason we have the world is a ghetto is because the media will lead you to believe that the ghetto is some shit that oh those are niggas doing that. <laughs> those are niggas, no. Mexicans and Asians being ghetto, no. right? No. No. If you notice all of the ghetto shit that me and Tamara have talked about week after week after week, have have any of our people been the culprits of the ghetto? It, white people be ghetto too. Listen, I know some people be like, Romanians are not white. They are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They're so when you are on the street and you see them, they're white Byzantine, Okay?
1: Yeah, they are.
0: This is this is truly some ghetto shit that you would steal from people in need and then go by monster and red bull juice
1: yeah that's just like but hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of red bull
0: like was you intending to retail retail sell these that's all i'm about to say i was like did you work like at the club like was it like for the club like were you buying it for ghetto that's a lot it's ghetto i mean the only way Tamara can top this is if, if something in florida is happening of course it is i am um
1: every week I think we're six weeks in a row where I have ghetto about, I have Florida is, ghetto is your
0: is your yes, segment my
1: segment should be Florida is ghetto um and I would like to again Bugs Bunny cut that bitch off um so what I would like to talk about today is how uh leprosy is making a comeback
0: oh god
1: um but you know leprosy is a disease that is curable like they because it's been around for a long time And if it happens to you, you can get meds and you can get it taken care of, but it's just not something that we hear about. And then, uh, you know, it's, we've heard about it in places all over the world, but now leprosy, Florida is the hot spot. 20% of new cases of leprosy are in central Florida. For those of you who don't know what leprosy is, uh, leprosy. It's caused um, by a bacteria. It's also known as Hansen's disease, Mm -hmm. but the disease affects the skin, the peripheral nerves, uh, oh God, mucosal surfaces of the upper respiratory tract and eyes. Um, Leprosy is transmitted via droplets from the nose and mouth during close and frequent contact with untreated cases. Cover your mouth, please. You know the people when in Florida in wasn't even wearing no um mask during the COVID, so you know during the leprosy they ain't wearing no masks, but they're breathing and spreading it like the wildflowers, wildflowers, <laughs> wildfires um down there in that there Florida. So um they have now issued um you know they in Florida they have all these travel uh, advisories for the black people, for the gay people, for the immigrants, like. Be careful when you travel to Florida. Well, now we're going to give you a health advisory. Leprosy is on the move. So um, be careful, Florida.
0: So nasty.
1: Gross.
0: Where did that old ass disease come
1: from? I mean, it's never really left, but it's a rarity. (laughs) And then people, but 20% of new cases are in central Florida. Baby, no, I can't do it. Be safe. Yeah, don't so, go. I
0: say that, just don't go. Um, enough ghetto shit. Uh, we can talk about what's in our speaker box.
1: Yes. Um, what have you been listening to this um, week? Sunita laughed at my first musical choice. <laughs>
0: not in a the way. It was just
1: random. Um, if, if any of you guys have ever seen the movie Brown Sugar, you've heard the sample. Of Norman Connors' Invitation. It's the song that uh, most deaf rapped over in, mm-hmm. in brown sugar, um but it's a, but you hear the original because when you hear the original, most deaf song was kind of up tempo, but the original it's a slow song, yes, so when you hear it people don't really realize it it's, it's like it's like a um at the end of the club they playing the clo the lights about to come on you slow jam, so people don't really know that um i I went old school, uh, I was having dramatic r and b moments again <laughs> um. If anybody (laughs) knows, my sister knows about my dramatic R&B moments because I'll be in the kitchen um, enacting a tune that I am listening to. So that's what a a dramatic R&B moment is. I'll have my hands in the air, the whole nine. So uh, Let It Burn by Jasmine Sullivan was, uh, you know, because that song just has always, it's always been right here for me because Come on Jasmine. I can't even sing the lyrics because I'll just be like ready or not it's coming for you um <laughs> and um my god why did I forget the third song that easily Erica. oh mm. okay y'all Erica Badu um I want you Erica Badu um I think that's appropriate uh seeing as how she was behaving with John Boyega Ugh. on stage um
0: John Boyega got got something,
1: but here's the thing: is that I just
0: don't want to say it's Janessa It's just it's, it's something.
1: something. It's um, you know, it was funny because you know they clone Tyrone came out, yes. And um, if you listen to if you watch the movie all the way through, Erica Badu was singing Tyrone at the end, but she changed the lyrics, mm-hmm. so she did it specifically for the movie. So that was the whole thing with her and John Boyega. But what was really funny is that um um i think it's strong black lead on instagram it's mm-hmm. a netflix thing um it's through yes. netflix yeah yes and they um they did one on uh, wrap your flag with uh john boyega and uh, my sister was so overwhelmed by his whole name because he said his whole name and it was <laughs> it was a very long Nigerian name. Okay. Like, so he, she was like, wow, I just didn't know his name was that long. And I was like, yeah, his name is pretty long. But it's just funny to hear him. He was talking about, you know, the music and the food mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. So like, I've always liked John Boyega since Attack the Block. Like mm-hmm. then he was my favorite in Attack the Block. So I'm super excited for all the stuff that he's doing. But, you know, Eric Badu said he was fine. He's a good looking man. He is.
0: He's like, I, I don't know how people are going to feel about this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I, I feel like he's like Denzel Washington.
1: Junior?
0: Yes. Like more than Denzel's son. Yes. John's... Both their names are John, yes, right? But I can see that. I can see that, though. I can see that. John Washington sounds like his dad, but And this isn't to take anything away from him. I think John is a great actor. Yeah. But he has a different, he's in a different lane than his dad. Yeah, than his dad. I can understand why people make the reference that John Boyega is like the second coming of Denzel. Yeah. It's, it's, he's, it's like.
1: He's, he's good. He's really. I just love watching him. Yeah, he's really, really good at what he does. Like no, you know, hands down, he's got it. Okay, we were supposed to be talking about music. music yeah, we sorry. got
0: enthralled with John. Yes, sorry, John. Um, what I've been listening to, Pick Your Poison by, is it Blast? Yes. I always, I'm confused when people throw X's in their names. Right. Like, please just spell it regular, it's but Blast right. and Grandmaster Vic. I love Pick Your Poison.
1: Okay,
0: It's a great song. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. Um, this is a throwback. You remember CRS? vaguely us placers i
1: don't know the song you don't remember the song i don't i'm gonna have to listen to it it. i'm gonna have to listen to it yes yeah
0: but i think pharrell's on it and i think Bonavir. okay is on it Bonavir sounds very much like um what's that depressive white boy i love his music though
1: i know (laughs) i know who you're going to say he was on
0: the spidey soundtrack
1: um why am i why is y'all know who the fuck I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I'm Blake.
0: Yes, James Blake. James Blake. So is it Bonnie Bear? Sounds a little bit like James Blake on there, but this is an old ass fucking song. Us Playtress came out, I want to say early 2000s.
1: I feel like it did. Maybe
0: mid 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a great song. Listen to it. I feel like it came, didn't it come out around Mr. No,
1: Mr. Me, Me too. too came I out. You like, like Mr. Me Too.
0: Yeah. But anyway, great song. um And last but not least, I've never heard this song before. I'd be feeling like I have heard everything that Mac Miller has ever rapped on, excuse me. And then some song comes out the blue in my when I'm listening to my radio on, on Apple Music. But uh, MC Melody, I'd never heard of her, but she has a song with Mac Miller called Genius, exquisite. I don't think I've ever heard that. I never heard of her before okay
1: now i have to look down and way.
0: obviously she's not like some brand new artist because mac miller been gone a minute
1: yeah
0: oh it's been a hot minute but it's been a minute nevertheless yeah but it's a good it's good okay it's really good so that's what we've been listening to but without further ado let's get into episode 54 how is life
1: um, I just, even when you say it, it just, it makes me giggle because I feel like I can feel the people getting offended when you, like, when you say it.
0: I am sure every time I say it, I'm sure, I'm sure there are women who get offended yeah. because why is she advocating for being a hoe? And here's my thing. I advocate for women to be able to do whatever the fuck it is that they want to do with their bodies mm-hmm. whatever they're comfortable with doing if it is not harming themselves if it is not harming others you to mind your fucking business
1: yeah, it's so hard to
0: but it and the thing is hoe is life bothers men a lot and it bothers even more women and I think it's weird because why do you desire to have that much control over somebody else's body yeah like why like but even then I feel like it's kind of like the slut walk that oh my um, god
1: stop because I was thinking the same thing people don't really understand what the slut walk Amber Rose did but but I I just people don't under people if people understood the origin of the slut walk, and then they would understand the whole is life thing if they understood mm-hmm. the origin of the slut walk. Because most people think they know, why they got people out there walking and they calling themselves slut. That's not what it was about. The slut walk originated because anytime um, this was any, I think it began in the UK um years ago when what happened was that when women would try to get men prosecuted for rape or sexual assault they would always as a part of you know interrogation it will always come up about what the woman was wearing mm-hmm. uh how was she dressed was she in a place that she shouldn't have have been as a woman alone with a man or if she All these things that weren't that really don't have anything to do with what. Why did the man sexually assault her? Ask him. Ask him why he is behaving in such a way, and not what the woman has. So what they did was they started a slut walk, and basically they would be, and they would have on whatever, but they would be like you know a nine. They would hold up signs like a ninety-eight year grand ninety-eight year old grandma got sexually assaulted. What did she have on? Like it would Mm -hmm. have. They would have signs like that. Because it's that has nothing to do, sexual assault has nothing to do with where I am, uh, what I am wearing. Um, If I smiled at you, that don't mean I want you to come over and attack me. Like, so it was all these things. And so that's how the, the slut walk originated. I think that uh, I appreciated what Amber Rose did for bringing attention to it mm-hmm. in LA. But I feel like Amber Rose is such a polarizing person that people took her trying to promote the slut walk and made it completely something that it wasn't because she was affiliated with it and, and but
0: that's but this goes into why i say ho is like right is because even with her people are just like oh my god um she shouldn't be representing anything that you're supportive of But if we, if we even look at, okay, we know why Amber Rose is famous, right? Right. She's famous for the men that she has dated. Right. um, And that she's been married to and that she's had children with. Right. And, but that's her choice. That's her life. My, my thing, why I say ho is life. And I feel like it's the same thing about like kind of embodying something um to take the power away from the people who right. t- intend to use it as a negative thing right and for people who are just like yeah but about that if you say nigga and you're a black person you are doing the same thing because that word started out extremely derogatory it is still used in very derogatory ways um against people of color specifically black people mm-hmm. so as black people there, are then there are granted, there are some black people who are just like, why would you ever use that word? It's so negative. But this is not a first in sexual history or history right. period where we take a phrase or we take a term and we make it our own to, to take the power back right. for it. So when I say ho is life, and I say this all the time to my friend, I don't get me wrong. I have some friends who be tapping into respectability politics and they think that being this way as a woman is okay, but being this way is unacceptable. And I, the first thing I usually be like is ho is life. If she want to bend it over and twerk at 43, she could do whatever the fuck she want to do. Yep. Like get out of her ass crack. Why don't you take the stick out of your uptight ass and maybe... You can bend it over and twerk too. Right. But see, there are lots of women who will be like, they did it when they were younger. You, at this age, you shouldn't be doing this, this, and this. And it's like, who are you to tell me what I should be doing Why? why don't you mind your fucking business? And- That's free. It is. But I feel like for some women, it's, they're not comfortable being that open, that free with themselves, and so they're projecting, Yeah, I'm not comfortable doing this. You shouldn't be comfortable either. And that is why that is like my mantra to the day I die. I'm an old retired hoe, okay? So I don't be out here in these streets doing hella ho shit. I don't. But I do support women regardless of the age and whatever you want to do with your body. Right. Because it's your body. You have to make those decisions yourself. Okay, yep. You also have to live with whatever decision you make. But nobody should be shaming you, especially other women. Right. And this is why I even when I'm not joking with my <laughs> friends, I'll be like, "How's oh, life, bitch?" because I when I was doing my young hoe shit, I had I had friends and I knew people who was doing just as much hoe shit as me, but these motherfuckers was acting like they was out here White as fucking bleach.
1: Oh, of course.
0: Like you will do your whole shit behind closed doors and condemn other women because ugh, look at her, she's tacky or she's just all out in the open, and it's like, but bitch, you was doing whole shit with us, right? And this is why I I feel like I want to take some of the shame away, Tamara, from just men don't get boys and men don't get treated. This way you know, about, not at all. Just living, just exploring life. If you get a booty call at three o'clock in the morning, you go over and <laughs> you got to slip walking back to the crib, or walk a, of shame. Right, that thing, the whole walk of shame. That's never been applied to men,
1: yeah, or boys. And but you know, we have you and I have had this conversation about um, my decision as a young woman. To treat men the way that men treat women. And, and, and you always said that was, it, I made this decision when I was 16. It was <laughs> um it was based in um I was trying to get my ass grabbed in high school. So I became an ass grabber. Um and and that was just, it was, I never did it frequently. I just did it enough for it to annoy the shit out of guys. And I would, and when they would be like, why do you do that? And I was like, why do you do it? Like I, it would, I would kind of throw it back in their face, like you do it to us, so I'm gonna do it to you. And then they would be like, "And I know you're like tit for tat." It's, you? We have had these conversations. But,
0: but I'm gonna tell you why I I've said this, and it, and why I've said it to some women too. It it crosses. a you're you're walking a fine line of yeah. becoming a masandress, right? And I know people are just like that. Isn't real? It doesn't exist. But my thing is we don't have to become our oppressors correct to teach them a lesson correct what i will say is get the fuck out of my business bitch yes and go find something else to do like i'm not i don't have to mistreat you right and this isn't this isn't me being self-righteous and saying that i haven't been a fucking dick to some guys because i felt they deserved it right I just, you know, like fuck you. I don't have to be kind to you. I have to treat you, give you no kind of consideration or compassion because you're mistreating me. Right. Like I have been that person. Now, have I turned into I will give be compassionate to people who mistreat me? No. (laughs) Absolutely not. But I don't have to fucking deal with you. Right. And I think it's a lesson we have to learn at some point everybody goes through it right like you're admitting this is a place of growth right yeah I mean that was you're not still there no
1: because I was I mean I was I was seven I was 16 or 17 and I just kind of had had it and so Mm -hmm. that was that was me like trying to flip flip things on their head at the time again it wasn't something I did I just did it in high school because I was just sick of the sick of them fucking boys when I was in high school and so you know of course they they left me alone I'm not, and unfortunately I can't say that the same for you know my counterparts but they yeah. they left me alone because they knew that I wasn't first of all I wasn't fucking with you and that I'm gonna get you back like kind of shit mm-hmm. because that was what I was on at the time so no I don't do tit for tat again I would rather you just get the fuck from out of my space yes. and just leave me the hell alone just in general but i just feel like a lot of times especially coming from the women who hate the whole hoe is life thing is that those are the women a lot of times who subscribe to the uh, philosophy that if you stay chaste and do these things that the man will love you kind of situation and so no. when they see <laughs> they see other women out there living their best life hoeing it up then and get chose, then they're like but what about me
0: but you know who started this this lie that you can't turn a hoe into a housewife and nobody's choosing hoes men started that yeah y'all
1: choosing hoes every day
0: every day and i i'm not mad like i've heard people be like "How she end up married and wait a baby and i'm over here you know I've had those Being com- good and modest and... I've okay, had those conversations.
1: you. I've had those conversations He don't with want friends. you. <laughs> yeah, I've had, I've had those conversations with my friends and I'm just kind of like, that ain't the one for you. That he ain't the one for you. Why would you want to be with him? He don't want you. Right. He's not, He he's not for you. Be
0: with people who you want. But see, this is, and this is the weird thing. And I, I have to take it back to when I first started having sex because... And if you want, you know, women to follow your lead, boys, you want girls to follow your lead, give them a good example to follow. Right. And I'm doing good in quotations because I just feel like if you want to explore your sexuality, Mm -hmm. whatever end of the spectrum you're on or wherever you are like on the spectrum, you should be able to do that. This is your life, right? So if you want to see what 100 dicks feel like, I just feel like, why should anybody stop you, right? right? Because nobody puts those parameters on boys and men. In fact, it's encouraged for them to sow their wild oats, right? But who are they sowing? You have to be sowing your wild oats with tons of different fucking horses. How do you sow your wild oats with one horse? There's never been the expectation that boys be chaste and modest and stick to one, right? Even in in very religious groups that are like, don't fornicate. The boys still date multiple girls at the same time. Mm -hmm. I grew up with Jehovah's Witness and you'll hear me reference this a lot. But even in that, yes, we weren't supposed to be having sex before marriage, but the boys would be dating hell of girls who were friends. No, that is fucking traumatic for us girls to be taught. You are unclean if you have sex before marriage, yeah. but the boys get to date all these different girls and nobody says anything to them, even though they're breaking all these girls' hearts. Right that are trying to be chased in christ right <laughs> like i can't have sex before i get married and these niggas out here doing whatever they want to do whether they're staying virgins themselves but just still multiple dating girls were not encouraged to multiple date at all it was that was your being a hoe
1: girl do you remember the thing the uh, the blog I wrote about when I went to college and how I lived with a bunch of white girls and they brought home different guys every night and I was no. and I was in college pining over one nigga. What? Okay. Oh, okay. Hell. So I wrote this blog this was many many moons ago and it was basically based on like it was it it was the premise of me starting black girls don't date. Okay. Because I always yes yes it was, it was the premise of me starting it because as young black as young black women, we are taught to find it, find a good man, a good man mm-hmm. and hold on tight. Mm-hmm. So it was the the whole multiple dating, multiple people was never encouraged for me. Um, when I was coming up. So when I see young girls dating hella dudes, I'd be like, yes, live it, live it. Because Lori
0: Harvey yes, is life
1: because I, I literally was like, trying to find the one good the one good man when i was 17 what i looked like looking for one good man at 17 and i lived with these in a dorm room with in my dorm we had suites so mm-hmm. it was two people per room so it was six of us in like a there would be like a, li- a living room area in the in the middle mm-hmm. and then three bedrooms. so it was six of us that lived in there together mm-hmm. um my white counterparts they was bringing home new niggas every night with men, new men every night. And I was uh, just in my bed pining over this blue-eyed, <laughs> this blue-eyed nigga that I, that I went to college with. He's a good man, Savannah. Savannah yes, that never paid me any mind. But um, so after a while, I was like, what am I doing? And so then I was like, I'm just going to talk to everybody. And then it was like, when I decided that I was going to just talk to anybody who talked to me, then it was like people had... People literally had a problem with me. And I was like, and, and, think, and the crazy thing about this, I say this all the time and I'm not ashamed of it. I didn't have any sex when I was in college. I was a virgin when I went to college. Like I didn't have sex in college. I had sex outside of college when I went home for the summer. But, <laughs> but physically-
0: Thank you for making that classification. <laughs> physically on that campus with those people, I did not. But Tamara also went to- not saying she couldn't have bumped uglies with what was there. Yes, but she did go to a school that did not share as much ethnic diversity yes. as what she brought. Uh, to what she's world. trying to say is,
1: I went to a PWI, um, and I did, and I mean, and the thing is that the the black students there, we were a very close bunch of people, so we everybody knew everybody because mm-hmm. we because it was a small group of us, um, but it was like. I I talked to a lot of people. I just, you know, I wasn't touching on folks. I wasn't kissing on people. I wasn't, I was just having fun. Like, but it was, it was like a lot of people had a problem with me just kind of flittering around and having mm-hmm. fun. And so I was just kind of like, I probably have been labeled a hoe and I, I'm the, y'all having more sex than me. I'm not having no sex at all. But you know, that's the crazy thing
0: about it is even when I I had started out saying when I was in high school um I was just like you know what I'm just gonna see what this sex thing is all about I'm gonna test out as much of it as I can until I just you know it's not that big a thing to me and I was minding my own fucking business like oh he's cute okay he's cute And I used to hear the rumors and people would be so off the mark because of what, how they define hoe, right? And so what was the big thing back in the day when I was in high school was you were a hoe if you suck dick. I didn't suck my first penis until I was 19. I had a boyfriend who tried to make me do it and I was like, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> He's like, oh my like, God, okay, Well, I couldn't get past the idea that you want me to put something in my mouth that they pee out of. Yes. That was very nasty and gross to me, yes, right? Understood. But in their minds, that was their epitome of hoe, okay. right? And if you were having sex, you had to have been doing that too.
1: Ah, uh, right. I I so
0: I was automatically a hoe to everybody. Because I was having sex. Now, I didn't go around on a blowhorn like, oh, fuck, I'm fucking so and so. Like, I kept it cute. Like, it's my business. Why am I going to tell anybody? Guys
1: never keep it cute. Of
0: course, guys tell everybody. <laughs> but guys were actually lying and saying that they had sex with me because they knew other people had it. Right. So, y'all was giving me body counts that didn't even exist. Love it. But here's the thing. There were people who were upset at me because I didn't care. Oh, yeah. And this is, this is why I leaned so hard into Hoa's life is because people want you to be shamed. They do they want you to care what they think about what you do in your spare time and let me tell you something are you in that room with me no are you participating no I don't give a fuck what you think
1: but I always feel like people who who want you to be shamed mm-hmm. are the same people that are afraid to be shamed so they yes. so it is again what we said it's projection oh, it's total time. and complete projection because you worried about me not being shamed because if it was you you would be shamed I'm not you we are two different. Listen, reasons.
0: if I'm doing something that I could possibly feel ashamed for doing, I, I guarantee you, I'm just not going to do it Yeah, because shame shame doesn't feel good. Even when you know, it's something that is, you shouldn't be shamed for doing, right. right. But growing up in a very religious household, you know, we were shamed about everything. Yeah,
1: I I was about to
0: say. So sex was just one more thing. It was just like, and I, I, I mentioned this in another one of the sex episodes that my dad, he asked me, tell me how many people you had sex with so I can know how big of a hoe you were and then laughed about it. That hurt my feelings more than anything anyone has ever said to me because it was just like, damn, my dad is just like every other nigga mm-hmm. on the block, on the street, at my school. In the world, like you don't value me as a person, like Mm -hmm. you think my value is in my fucking vagina. What if my vagina did what if my coochie was broke? Right, I don't have no value no more. (laughs) Like, so for me, I think all of my life experiences have made me lean into Hoa's life. You mentioned college, yeah. So I had Tamara used to always be like. Tamara wanted no parts of like what I call my college period. She was just like, I'm not fooling with y'all. First of all, Tamara's older than me. So I was doing wild shit. My when I first met Tamara, how old was I 21?
1: I don't even remember that. I was. Yeah, okay. I
0: was 21 when I first met her. She yes. was 27. Yes,
1: I was 27.
0: Tamara was just like, you're doing childish shit. I'm finna go kick it with my boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I just was like. She never shamed me. No. Never. She was just like, I don't have time for y'all's incestuous ass relationships because they were. And I know that word like is probably ringing all kinds of bells, but when you're in college and you hang out with a certain group of people, like you guys are literally all sleeping together. Yeah, I
1: was like, it's a bunch of overlap. It's a whole lot of overlap. Maybe
0: that wasn't your experience, but- I had a college experience in Atlanta. So the Atlanta University Center consisted of Morehouse, Spelman and Atlanta Clark University. Okay. And,
1: And then back then, Morris Brown.
0: Yes, I'm sorry. And Morris Brown. And there are other colleges in Atlanta too where you could fuck with other people. So you had Georgia Tech And you had Georgia State State, and you had uh, Atlanta Metro, right? And so everybody literally is sleeping with everybody. I mean, we're young, we're having fun, we're partying. And Atlanta was a different place than it is today. So there were tons of fucking clubs from from Roswell all the way down to Old National, okay? And Old National is past the airport. Yes, That was the huge, I'll say, Roswell is right next door to Alpharetta, where I am. Yep. So you had tons of clubs spanning from the airport up to 30 minutes north of the, airport, it, yeah, the airport. Right. Yep. And then you had, you know, the local clubs, which was popping so you could fuck with local niggas too. Yeah. Decatur. Um. Baby. Osteel,
1: yeah. Um it was just clubs. Name it. It was clubs Right. It was it's club, not that and, many now. It's not, they have narrowed it down and made it not good. Everybody goes to the same club.
0: And club life was ab- about that life. Like you go to the, and we actually danced at the parties. Okay. We wasn't going standing around like today. We wasn't going standing around doing nothing. We was getting it lit. Okay. Drinking. And of course, with that type of stuff, drinking, doing drugs, dancing, yep. you get bodies start rubbing together, and you it know, you get popping out to the club. Correct, But even in that environment where we all knew we were drinking, we all knew we were doing drugs. I mean, some of us weren't doing drugs, I'm sorry. And some people weren't drinking, but for the most part, most of us, this is what we were doing. We knew we was going home with somebody at the end of the night, right? And it was usually somebody that we knew. And so I'm, because I'm leaning into Hoa's life, I'm, I'm do whatever the fuck I want to do now I wasn't as (laughs) as wild as I was when I was in high school but I still was about that life but there were so many other young women my age during that time that they didn't want anyone to know that they were just doing the same whole activities as me so they would secretly sneak niggas in to their apartment or you got to leave at this certain time so nope Excuse me, nobody sees you. Mm. Or they would do the same thing. They didn't want anyone to know where they were going, what they were doing. And I lived kind of like out loud, like, I don't give a fuck. I'm grown. I pay my bills. Who gonna who gonna check me, bro? And I remember a guy once saying he was calling someone I knew a hoe. And I said, Why do you call her a hoe? He said, She be sleeping with everybody. Like, that's not cute. And I said, But I'll sleep with hella people. Like why is she a hoe and I'm not? And it still doesn't make sense to me to this day, but this is to show you that there are men and boys who feel like there's some power in calling us a hoe right. and making us feel bad. He said, when I asked him, what's the difference? Because she and I have very similar behavior. Right. So what's the difference? And he was just like, I don't know. I guess I just like you. Well, there. Now, mind you, I never slept with this guy. But we were friends. And because he wasn't friends with her, she was a hoe. Right. So now you see why I say hoe is like, because fuck these motherfuckers they don't even have like no grounds for like calling women whores. They just do it to make you feel bad. So guess what? I'm going to call myself a whore first. Right. Because fuck you. Completely. And you saying it, it doesn't make me feel any type of way because I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do regardless.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't even be hoeing like that these days. And I'm not even gonna say like that. I don't be hoeing at all. And uh, I'll still be like, I'm an old hoe.
1: Well, you know, I say that I'm an old hoe <laughs> all the time. I mean, I be trying at least. But you know.
0: I just I support girls and women and i know some people are like you support girls having sex listen don't be willfully obtuse please Right? these children and when i say children i'm not talking about 10 11 12 year olds no i'm not promoting that but we're talking about high school age children yeah. right and then we're talking about you just started college so you anywhere between 17 and 19 mm-hmm. right you're still a child and we don't say anything about boys exploring or just having sex. You kind of expect, you as a society, we expect boys to be having sex when they're 16, 17, 18, 19, right? Right. Why, why we don't expect girls to be doing that too? Because yeah. who the fuck are boys having, if everybody's supposed to be heterosexual, right? Right. Who are boys supposed to be having sex with?
1: I just, it's it's weird to me that the focus is always on, well, we know why because I'm just thinking about all the things going on in the world to control women's bodies. So, I mean, we know what it really is about, but it's always that. It's always been that thing about uh, we're going to shame the girls. We're mm-hmm. always going to shame the girls for whatever it is that they, and their behavior may be identical to that of their male counterparts, but we're always going to shame the girls. And it's just, I mean, fuck that. How is life? Like, it's whatever it is. I mean and, if, and I mean if you like you said you grew up in a very religious um household or background but a lot of times that shame carries women into relationships that they should not be in mm-hmm. they stay in abusive spaces that they don't that they should not remain in because they have felt some sort of shame for being a girl for mm-hmm. doing for doing things that they quote unquote should not be doing and so I'm like fuck that because that's you don't have to stay anywhere where you don't feel loved and respected and I don't give a fuck if it was you if you hoeing or not like yeah,
0: I mean, we had the whole episode about body count, and that is another thing women try to keep their numbers low so that they're not considered a hoe. But this also leads to what Tamara just mentioned they stay in these relationships or they go back to mm-hmm. men who are not good for them because I don't want to be called a hoe or I don't want to be seen as a hoe. Right. I don't, even when you have children with different men. Mm-hmm the first thing guys will do is be like, oh, she a hoe. And it could be that you was married and had a kid, got divorced, dated someone five years later, had a kid, you don't fuck with them no more. Right. (laughs) And then you got married again five years later. So all three of your kids have different fathers. That makes you a hoe. And this is what I'm saying. Like, I want to give power back to ourselves as women because they men define hoe all willy-nilly it's whatever I don't like about you 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 a hoe
1: hoe. (laughs) that's it that's it
0: it doesn't there's no rhyme or no reason to it she you could not be having sex you could be a virgin but they don't like how you dress so you a hoe. hoe Yep. you could have your hair short like mine you can have these long nails only hoes do that type of stuff you know what i'm saying or listening to music or supporting people like cardi b oh you only do that because you a hoe too like there's no it's anything i don't like that you're doing as a woman i'm gonna call you a hoe yep and then women internalize this misogyny Mm -hmm. and misogynoir and we do it to each other yeah like Oh, she doing that, cause she, even with the twerking, listen, if you look into tribal dancing, any tribal dancing, right? From areas of like the Caribbean, excuse me, and Africa and South America and Central America. This is nothing sexual to do with. It's dancing, but if you dance like that, you a hoe. It's like I breathe, so I'm a hoe. Oh, right. So guess what? Since you hoe is life. If you won't call me a hoe for literally everything that I do, right? Yes, I'm, hoe uh, is life.
1: Hoe is life.
0: And that's where it comes around I mean, this episode. This is our last episode about sex, and it was a little more serious than our other ones, but. <laughs> I feel like we are able to have this whole sex series because you, whoever is out here listening, you can't tell me what to do with my body.
1: No, not at all.
0: And you should shut the fuck up trying to tell other people what to do with theirs. Why don't you worry about your little funky ass body? Worry about yourself. (laughs) Right. Worry about your whole activities, whether you have them or not. Right. And mind your business. Yeah.
1: I just, I feel like, some people don't have no business, and I mm-hmm. need you to go get some business uh, so that you can stop stay out of mind and everybody else's. If you had your own, you wouldn't be worried about nobody else. So
0: and this is this last thing I have to say about her's life is women, please check your internalized misogyny, yeah, please, because that's the only reason you would ever call another woman a hoe. yeah, and it it'd be a negative. Thing
1: right. to it,
0: like, and don't get me wrong, I have called other women hoes. This is a bit more jokingly, like, shut up, ho
1: <laughs> I usually do it when I get road rage. This hoe,
0: <laughs> oh,
1: <my laughs> hoe ass off the street. Okay. Yeah,
0: it isn't. It isn't. It isn't attached to shame. Not it's, at all. It's kind of like um, <laughs> nigga meaning five million different things. <laughs> or bitch. <laughs> you mean it? like bitch? But yeah. <laughs> I'm talking bitch. Bitch. Right. <laughs> same with curse words, right? Right. Fuck could mean two it, million different yeah. things. So I we are talking about do not negatively attach the word ho to anybody. Yeah. It's not a good look. No. Negatively in terms of relating to like you're making this about something sexual related to a woman or just trying you see them as being less than you correct and that's why you're using that word correct Check yourself yes we are done with the sex series yeah it's been great
1: it's been fun oh um,
0: our next series is a little more serious <laughs> We might be laughing a whole lot less but it's still our relationship with something that is important in the world yes. and that's what outside voice inside is about yeah. us using our outside voice inside inside about things that are important to us. So yes. Stay tuned and come back next week. Bye y'all. Bye. <laughs>